Hello, and welcome to HTM on the Line, the show that is for HTM by HTM. I'm Bryant Hawkins Sr. On today's episode, we will be talking about the recruiting world of healthcare technology management. Our guest today is Glenn Garrett. He is a recruiter in the HTM industry with over 20 plus years of experience with a passion for placing HTM professionals in a position to be successful. Welcome to HTM on the line. How are you doing, sir? I am doing great, Brian. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Thank you, sir. Glenn, you are the first guest to be on HTM on the line podcast. You are making history today. Thanks again for sharing some time with me to discuss such an important topic. Before we get into discussing the recruiting world of HTM, tell us about yourself, if you don't mind. All right. Before I tell my, tell you a little bit about myself, I wanted to say thank you. And I am honored to be the first guest on your podcast. I know this is something that you've been working on for a while, and uh, I definitely appreciate you inviting me to come out. So a little bit about myself. Uh, I grew up in a small town of Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, and shortly after I graduated high school, I joined the Marine Corps. I made this decision because at that point in my time, uh, at that point in my life, I needed a little bit of discipline. And I also wanted to get the GI Bill uh, to put me through college. What I thought was going to be a four year tour of duty lasted over 20 years. Fortunately for me, I was able to get the discipline I was looking for. And I was also able to get my, my bachelor's and my master's degree. I started my career in the military as a cook, and within two years, I transitioned to what was called an enlisted aide. In this position, I was a personal cook for a general officer and his family at his home. I then spent the next six years as a maintenance chief, and my last 10 years in the military, I was in recruiting. While in the recruiting field, I held positions such as recruiter, recruiting manager, recruiter instructor, regional director of recruiting, and also the national director of talent acquisition. Shortly after retiring from the military, I got a job as a talent acquisition specialist with Trimedics. It was there that my coworkers taught me about the HCM industry. Uh, before working there, I didn't even know what a biomedical equipment technician or an imaging service engineer was. My first week on the job, my manager, Todd Rogers, he gave me a book written by um, Dr. Roger Bowles, uh, who was the department chair at, at Texas State Technical College in Waco. Uh, that's how I got my crash course in learning the industry. After I left Trimedics, I worked at Crothwell Healthcare as a senior recruiter for just over four years. Last summer, I resigned from Crothwell and accepted a job as a talent acquisition manager with the Intermedic Group, and that's what I do today. So you began your career in the military. What made you get into the talent acquisition profession for HTM? So once I retired, I had a friend um, who worked over at TriMedics and MedExcel, which is a sister company to TriMedics. And he told me about the HCM field. I didn't know anything about it whatsoever. He kind of got me in the door. Um, and once I was there, I, I learned what was going on. And I found out that I had a passion for helping people, um, not only um, 
find jobs, but helping them with, you know, just career advice and things like that. So I kind of got into the profession because I like the interaction with people. Uh, I'm truly passionate about what I do. I enjoy taking the candidates through the hiring process. While I, I do enjoy all aspects of my job, I find great joy in the daily interaction with these candidates. I love to uncover their needs, their wants, and align them with the position that fits their skill set. I always let my candidates know that if I can't help them out with the, you know, the company I'm currently working at, I will help them find an organization that can. What does an HTM recruiter, as yourself, find candidates? So a lot of the candidates I find, um, they, they will apply directly to our company website. Um, we also have LinkedIn. There's Indeed. Uh, there's different Facebook groups, uh, networking at industry events such as MD Expo, um, Amy, the Imaging Conference and Expo, uh, the, local, the local biomed groups, a lot of colleges and universities. We like to get referrals from um, our current employees. And sometimes we'll, uh, I'll have to reach out to third party recruiters for assistance uh, filling those hard positions. Speaking about filling hard positions, what are the things recruiters look at? when going through job applications? So just looking through the application itself, um, we also look at the, um, the, the resume, obviously. Uh, we're looking for uh, positives and negatives, both on, a, on, a, uh, on the application or the resume. Uh, we're looking at their education, you know, uh, if they have the qualification for the position. Uh, we'll look and see what type of experience they have. Um, you know, have they worked in a hospital before or have, are they field service based or what have they done? Um, but we also uh, look and see at some of the negative stuff. How long a candidate say that each, each employer, we don't like to see an employer who bounces around every, you know, six months to a year and has had several jobs under their belt. Thanks. That's 2022, Glenn. Do you think it's important for HTM recruiters to be social media savvy? If so, why? Um, the, the, I'll say definitely yes to that question. Um, a lot of jobs now, um, if you don't have a good brand on the company that you're uh, that you're representing, um, a lot of they will go to like Indeed, LinkedIn. Uh, they'll actually go to the hospital website as well. A lot of times they don't know who the independent service organizations are. Uh, they'll know of a hospital itself. Like, for instance, I know that you uh, or we'll say that, you know, there's people could be part of Advent Health. They may not know that Crawford was in there managing the biomed program. So they may go to these Facebook groups or these LinkedIn groups to see where these positions are. So you got to know um, what's going on, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, all those different platforms. You have to know those things because that's where your candidates and uh, your pool is going to be at. Now, I'm not too good with Twitter, but I've been pretty good with LinkedIn the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> what are some recruiting challenges you may face as an HTM recruiter? So as an HTM recruiter, it's, HCM is it's their, their niche jobs. There is a lot of people don't even know about the industry itself. Uh, one of the questions I always ask a candidate, um, you know, during the interview process is, is how do they find out about HCM? You know, what made them want to be a biomed? What made them? And there's always a unique story. It's rare that I ever, ever come around someone and say it's because my dad did it's because my dad did it. Now, you may be a little bit different, but that story is not the same for everyone. Uh, a lot of times this is they're sitting there with their college advisor and um, 
they will guide them in that direction. Or uh, they could have had uh, been in the hospital with a loved one or something like that. And they, they said, hey, who fixes this type of equipment? And they may learn that way. Um, but some of the challenges, I would say, you know, just att attracting the right candidates. You know, we have a lot of uh, people that apply for these positions, but they don't meet the qualifications. Uh, and, and then you, we have trouble engaging the qualified candidates. So uh, we're doing a lot of uh, looking at a lot of passive um, candidates. And what I mean by passive candidates, they're not currently looking for positions. So we'll engage them because we know they're qualified, but they may be in a position where they're not really ready to leave. Um, one another thing is like just creating an efficient recruiting process. Uh, if the recruiting process is broke, then you're not going to be able to uh, attract good talent. And what I mean by broke is that if you have a recruiting process that's going to take, you know, you know, four to six weeks to hire in an entry level biomed, that's not a good um recruiting uh, process to have. And, and I know a lot of times hiring managers will get, you know, kind of bogged down with other things and stuff like that, but we got to let the candidate know and, and make sure that they have a good candidate experience. Great. Great. That's man. That's a lot of challenges you have to face. And one thing I can do, I can say about recruiters, especially in the HTM field, you have to know five to 10 positions and you don't even do this slow living, but you have to be knowledgeable about, Imaging engineers, biomed techs, unit directors. I mean, you have to be familiar with all these positions when you're trying to find that candidate. So I think that's a hats off to you as a recruiter because you have to do your homework. Yeah, well, one thing you'll learn once you, you know, once you've been in the industry for a while, you, you, you have to learn the difference between what, you know, biomed is and what imaging is. And, and I always tell everyone, um, especially if, if it's a, a non-technician role, um, say I'm hiring an admin or, or a uh, clinical engineering coordinator or something like that. I would, they ask me, you know, you know, what does the biomed do or what, what do we do? I'll tell them that basically if it plugs into a wall at a hospital, we can fix it. And I'll tell them any, anywhere from biomed fix anywhere from infusion pumps to anesthesia equipment ventilators um to defibrillators just a little bit of everything and i feel like the difference between them and imaging uh tell them that the imaging it takes a picture of you so if it's mr ct uh x-ray portables nuke med those all those things take picture of you so that's why it's considered imaging are you familiar with the term the great resonation and if so how have this affected your capabilities of doing your job as an HTM recruiter? Uh, I would say absolutely 100%. It has definitely affected. Uh, you will, you kind of notice a big um, change. Well, let's back up real quick. So it's, it's from what I understand, the great resignation, it, it, was, it's, it was an ongoing tr tr trend that started in probably beginning of 2020, 2021. Um, and this is, this phenomenon where employees were just voluntarily just resigning from their positions and some of them didn't have jobs and they were just doing this at record numbers. Um, not sure what the, what the science was behind it. Uh, I, I know a lot of it did have to do with COVID. There was also some um, other things that was going on. I'll, I'll say, I won't say specifically what, you know, my personal opinion on it, but uh, we'll just say that COVID was a big factor in this. And so, even now today, when I say COVID, uh, you know, there is a lot of um, organizations, hospitals specifically, and we are in the healthcare business uh, that require our candidates or employees to have that COVID vaccine. And there's a lot of employees uh, or candidates that are not willing to get that vaccine, which means uh, they are no longer in this industry uh, anymore unless they're able to do a job remotely or something like that. 
let's change the scenario a little bit. Right now, with this great resignation, a lot of people have been leaving the jobs. But now we sort of have a war for talent going on right now. There is hundreds of HTM jobs available across various platforms. How do you set yourself apart from the rest of the recruiters out there drawing talent to your job openings that you post? So I try to uh, connect with a lot of people on LinkedIn. That's one of my, I probably have over 10,000 followers on LinkedIn, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, in addition to that, I will reach out to the local biomed groups, the biomed chapters, whether it's Florida Biomed, North Carolina Biomed Association, um, the Clinical Engineering Association of Illinois. Um, there's a lot of different groups out there across the nation that I, that I connect with as well. Um, get referrals from, from not only our internal employees, but I also get referrals from some of our competitors as well. Uh, just, you know, people that I've worked with in the past that they feel that I did a good job working for them, that I would be uh, good to, to get them, to get someone, one of their friends or a, you know, coworker a job as well. We also have connections with um, the DOD Biomed School, um, people that are transitioning out of the military, uh, they routinely will reach out to me as well. So one of the things that I put a lot of time into was kind of building my network. And now that the network is there, um, it's kind of working for me, if that, if that makes sense. Maybe I shouldn't have asked you that question. You just shared a lot of knowledge just now, man. <laughs> you know, you know, but but the, but the thing is, I don't think there's, there should really be any secrets in, in, in recruiting when it comes to this industry, because it is definitely hard and it is very challenging out there to find qualified candidates who want to come and work for you. So that's why I say I will help anyone, whether I will help someone get a job with a, with a competitor, especially if I cannot help them out. That's a great answer, sir. That's the whole purpose of this podcast for HTM by HTM. Now, let me ask you another question. Is there a difference between a headhunter and a recruiter? Uh, yes. Yeah. So as far as a recruiter, so uh, whether they work for one of the independent service organization or if they work for one of the OEM, whether it be GE, uh, Siemens, Phillips, um, a recruiter works specifically for that organization and they are going to fill the positions that are open within that organization, uh, whether it be a ISE or a BMED or a you know, maybe even an electronics technician or a bed technician, a dialysis tech, whatever it is, that recruiter is going to uh, recruit there. Now, someone with a headhunter, what's, you know, a headhunter or even a recruiting firm, headhunter is going to reach out to, say, an organization like uh, that I'm part of or that you're part of. And, and, and they will say, hey, we're looking specifically for this person and this person only, this type of person or this position, whether it be in what's called an RVP um, or maybe a clinical engineering director or whatever it may be. And they're looking specifically for that position. Now, what if we have an HTM professional who seeks out a recruiter or headhunter? What are some signs that a recruiter or headhunter is not good for the candidate? So if, if, if 
if I am a candidate, an HGM candidate um, looking for a position and I come to the recruiter or headhunter, whoever I'm talking to, I say, hey, I'm looking for a job in Chicago, Illinois, Um, you know, BMET 2 position. I have, you know, five or seven years. Um, I'm looking for to, you know, to make, you know, 60 to 70,000 a year. And they come back to me and say, hey, I have an opening in Wichita, Kansas or they try to offer me all these things that I am not trying to do. It means that they didn't listen to me as the candidate of my needs, my wants, my desires, or what I wanted to do for, for myself and my career. And they're just trying to throw me at anything and see if it sticks. So that would be a big telltale sign if a recruiter is not good for you. Great answer. What advice would you give someone who wants to pursue a career as a recruiter in HTM? So the, the biggest advice is that you you definitely have to learn the industry. Recruiting is going to be recruiting. However, in this market, in the HCM market, it is definitely more challenging than some of the other things that I've done in my career. Um, they will they should learn the business, learn the industry. Uh, they should probably connect with a recruiter um, who's 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 been there and done that, who's who's been in the organization, um, and kind of you know align themselves with them, maybe ask them to mentor them, to help bring them up until they can get them in a position. Because a lot of times people don't stick it once they're in this, this, um, this field, a lot of recruiters don't stick. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm one of the ones that's been around for, I'll say seven plus years. Uh, you do have some of the um, third party recruiters who've been around for, you know, 30 plus years. You know, and, and I'll give out to, you know, shout out to, you know, Jamie Silva, Jennifer Brown and Stevens International. They've been around for a long time and I often seek, seek out uh, them for assistance as well. So networking is probably one of the strongest assets to being a successful recruiter, you would say? Yes. So, Glenn, in closing, do you have any advice or experience you can share with the candidate, the hiring manager, and the recruiter? Uh, yes. So, uh, speaking directly to recruiters, um, just make sure we're taking you make make sure you're taking care of the candidates through the process. Uh, you know, if if a hiring manager can't interview them till you know, next week or two weeks from now, be transparent with that candidate because they're going definitely going to appreciate that. And also recruiters, if you decline a candidate after an interview, we decided the hiring manager decided that they do not want them. Make sure you give that candidate a courtesy phone call to let them know and give them feedback uh, on what they did wrong or what they could have done better. Uh, I know a lot of times the hiring manager don't like to give that information, but press your hiring manager for that, for that information. Um, because it, those are phone calls that I didn't like making and I still don't like to make them. But what I have found is that candidates are definitely, um, they're thankful that I make that phone call. And what I, 99% of the time, they always say, Hey, you know, you're the first recruiter that's ever called me and told me that I didn't get the job. Most of the time they get a auto generated email saying thanks, but no thanks. Uh, hiring managers. What I would have, what I would uh, recommend to you is that keep the process moving. Uh, recruiters are out there. Um, I'll say busting their tail to get qualified candidates in the door. So we don't want you know, once they get in, once we get the interview process going, we don't want it to be slowed up at all. So we like to, you know, get in and want it to be a kind of a um, a good process for everyone involved. Thank you very much, sir. Glenn, I appreciate your passion and it was definitely displayed in the way 
you answer the questions we discussed. I wish you nothing but success in all your future endeavors, and I applaud you, sir. And Brian, I thank you again, and thank you again for your time, for your time and allow me to be in your podcast today. Hopefully, this episode gave you some insight into the day-to-day life of a recruiter in the HTM industry. My next podcast episode will be one I'm looking forward to. It's entitled, How to Create Impact as a Female Leader in HTM. I have two female leaders in the HTM industry who will share their experiences working in a male-dominated industry. This podcast you don't want to miss. It will premiere May 16, 2022, which is also the beginning of HTM Week, one of the biggest weeks in the HTM industry. As always, I will end each podcast with a motivating quote. If you try and fail, congratulations. Most people won't even try. Until next time, be safe out there and try to make someone smile today. (laughs) 